Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode of Luke's English Podcast is sponsored by italki. Go to teacherluke.co.uk forward slash talk to get some talking time with a native speaker and get 100 free italki credits italki is a fantastic way to get fluent in English, so check it out, okay? teacherluke.co.uk forward slash talk, or just click an italki logo on my website. Here's a new episode about a new competition for the podcast, so here we go. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Luke's English Podcast. I hope you're doing fine out there in podcast land. Um, Here's a new episode for you, and it's competition time again on the podcast. It's competition time, um, and I'm launching a new competition for Luke's English Podcast in this episode right here and now. So listen up. Um, Now, this time, the the competition is all about anecdotes. Anecdotes, right? And uh, you might remember that uh, I did an episode about anecdotes recently. It was episode number 372. And in that one, I talked about anecdotes and why it's important to have a few anecdotes that you can tell in English. I think they're pretty important and they're good fun. Um, In that episode, I also gave you some tips on how to tell good anecdotes and you listen to a few genuine anecdotes from my mum, my dad and my brother. Now, I love stories, especially true ones, and I love hearing about people's experiences. I'm sure that loads of you out there have had some pretty cool experiences too in your lives, and uh, I'm sure that there are some lovely little anecdotes out there in podcast land just waiting to be told. Now, I know that uh, most of you listening to this are like podcast ninjas. That means that you sort of hide in the shadows and you rarely actually venture out into the into plain sight so that I can see you. Most of you are sort of like ninjas hiding in the darkness and you download in secret and it's all very sort of uh, stealthy and stuff like that. That's, that's brilliant. That's cool. That's totally cool. But uh, what I'm doing here is I'm saying here's a safe space. I want you to come out of the shadows, like spring out of the shadows and perform some ninja moves and then straight back into the forest again, okay? Basically, what I'm saying is that I'm sure that you've got some great anecdotes and so, um, you know, don't be too shy. Step forwards. Give us your stories. It's going to be fun. So, yes, um, I love stories and things and that's why I'm using anecdotes as the basis of this competition this time. So... I think you get the idea. I want you to send me your anecdotes. That should be clear. Now, the last time I launched a competition featuring the voices of my listeners, I got lots of recordings and it ended up being something like eight episodes, um, which was awesome. 
but that was that was quite a lot, wasn't it? That was a lot. That was a lot of uh, recordings for you to listen to from uh, from listeners. Now, I understand that not all of you want to listen to the voices of listeners. You probably came here to listen to me or to listen to my guests and things like that. I totally understand that. Uh, but I think it's still great to have some contributions from listeners uh, from time to time. Um, just not too many, you know. Um, so this time, I'm going to do things slightly differently. Uh, there will be several stages to the competition, a bit like the World Cup. Um, And that way I can filter out some of the competition entries and then just um, present the cream of the crop in an episode of the podcast. Um, So I'll tell you more about the stages and how this is going to work in a minute. The main thing is um, I want to now just strongly encourage you to send me your anecdotes. So please send me your anecdotes. Uh, But the first thing I should say actually is this. Um, First thing I should say is this. Don't worry, okay? Your, Your anecdote doesn't have to be perfect or anything. I promise. It doesn't have to be perfect. Just tell us a little story about yourself an experience that you've had, and that's all you you have to do, okay? Um, So, essentially, uh, think of it this way. We're going to have a little anecdote party, and everyone has to bring a little anecdote to the table, okay? You know when you're invited to a party, you have to bring cake, or you have to bring drinks or crisps, right? It's just an obligation. You're invited. You have to bring something. Well, this is just like that, except that you have to bring a little story. You have to bring an anecdote. And it doesn't have to be amazing, you know, just like the way that when you make a cake at home and bring it to a party, it doesn't have to be the most amazing cake in the world, not professional standard, just that you've, you know, put your heart into it, you've made a cake and you brought it to the party. Same thing here, your story doesn't have to be amazing. It just has to fill up the table, okay? And then, then we can have an anecdote party, but the party will not happen unless you send me that little story you have about that thing that happened to you once. Okay, so so do it. But remember, no pressure, just enjoy yourself. Okay, no pressure, just enjoy yourself. Um, now, I constantly tell you anecdotes about my life on this podcast, right? I'm, I'm always telling you little stories. I do it all the time and I hope you enjoy them. Some of them are sort of weird stories or sort of embarrassing situations and things like that. I hope that you enjoy those. And and I've done a lot of sharing on the podcast. You know, I've told you lots of things. So I think now it's time for you to share back with your stories about stuff that's happened to you. And, you know, I'm, f- I'm a bit fed up of hearing my own stories. Uh, I want to hear some of your experiences. So we're having an anecdote party and you're all invited, but you have to bring anecdote cake. Okay. Um, now I'm, I'm presenting this as a competition, but you know, it's like cricket, isn't it? It's like cricket. It's not about the winning. It's all about the taking part. It's about filling up that table with anecdote cake so that we can stand around with cake and drinks and have an anecdote party. So if you've got a personal experience that you can tell us about, record it, send it to me. In this episode, I'm going to tell you how to do that. And I'm going to give you some tips and inspiration for your anecdotes as well. Okay. But first, let's talk about the competition And let me give you the rules of the competition, because any half-decent competition has rules. There have to be rules, so here are the rules for this one. Rule number one is this. Uh, Record an anecdote and send it to me. Okay, that's pretty simple. I've already explained that. Record an anecdote and send it to me. Now, you might be thinking, you might be thinking, wait a minute, what's an anecdote? I don't know, what what is that? It's like a jazz song? I don't know what an anecdote is. 
Um, well, basically, an anecdote is just a little personal story which you usually tell in a social situation. It's about an experience that you've had. It's a story about something that happened to you once in your life. It should be true, but it can be exaggerated. For example, it could be a dangerous experience that happened, a funny moment, an embarrassing thing, a surprising thing, an accident, a mystery, something you don't understand, a meeting with a person, a, a run-in with the police, or just a misunderstanding or something, okay? Uh, now, we all have little stories like this from our lives, um, and we often drop them into conversations and things, and, you know, if the situation is right. So think about it. What is a thing that has happened to you? And tell us the story of that. Again, it doesn't have to be perfect. No pressure. Just enjoy yourself, okay? Second point, second rule, your recording must be no longer than five minutes, okay? So no more than five minutes, five minutes maximum. And please keep to this rule, okay? If your recording is more than five minutes, there's a good chance that I'll either cut something out or, in fact, no, I'm not going to edit your stuff. Keep it five minutes or I'll just, you know, if it's longer than five minutes, it's not going to get in. So keep it to five minutes. Um, Generally, anecdotes shouldn't go on too long anyway, Although, admittedly, I am guilty of spinning out my anecdotes on this podcast quite a lot. For example, that hot bath story I told you recently. But also, if I get too many anecdotes, it'll just last too long. So five minutes maximum. Uh, Feel free to do less than five as well. In fact, many great little stories are often just a couple of minutes long. So don't feel you have to do five. Um, Two, you know, three minutes, that's perfect. Absolutely perfect. Just make sure it's absolutely no longer than five minutes. Uh, if your anecdote is 2.5 minutes, that's great. Just don't don't go over five. Um, third thing is your story should be true, okay? It should be a true story, but you can exaggerate it a little bit in order to make it more entertaining. You can sort of amp up the drama if you like, but it should basically be a true story, okay? Um, fourth thing is... Um, Send your anecdotes. You've got two ways to send me anecdotes. One of them is to do it by email. And the email address is podcastcomp at gmail.com. P-O-D-C-A-S-T-C-O-M-P. So that's podcastcomp, like competition. Podcastcomp at gmail.com. So send send me your files there. Or simply go to my website and uh, send me a voicemail using the tab on the right-hand side. If you go to the website, you'll see a little tab on the right, and it says send a voicemail to Luke. Click on that, and you just need a, a microphone connected, um, and then you can just record your message direct to me through the website, and that will be automatically forwarded to me. If you don't have a microphone, um, you might need to think about how you're going to record your voice. It makes a, a huge difference, actually. If, if your voice is recorded clearly without too much background noise, um, then it just makes it much more pleasant to listen to. So try to focus on recording it in the right way. If you don't have a microphone on your computer, for example, you can just use your smartphone. Like most iPhones or Android phones these days have got pretty good inbuilt microphones. Uh, so you could just use your smartphone or use the inbuilt microphone on your, you know, your laptop or something like that. If you've got something like a USB microphone or some other sort of uh, microphone, then then use that. For example, the headphones mic on your iPhone. Often that produces a slightly better sound. So find a nice quiet space and and, uh, and record yourself like that, okay? Uh, the closing date, uh, this is rule number five, the closing date for the competition is the 5th of October, okay? So that is midnight on the 5th of October, um, Central European time. The 5th of October, I've chosen that because it's about one month from now, 
Um, you've got slightly less than one month. So get get started, okay? Um, and also the 5th of October is National Teachers Day in the United Kingdom. So 5th of October, National Teachers Day, midnight, Central European time. That is the uh, the deadline for this uh, competition, okay? What happens then is I get all my recordings, I get them all in, and then round one begins, okay? And in round one, what will happen is um, I'll publish all of the recordings that I've received that I think qualify for the competition. I'll publish them all on my website. Now, I'm not going to play all of them in an episode of the podcast at this stage. So you're not going to get, you know, 60... 50 or whatever it's going to be uh, things to listen to over loads of episodes. No, I'll just post them all on the website and then you can just check them out and listen to them there. Um, And um, so, yeah, I'm not playing them in the podcast. Um, I'll just put them on the website. You can listen there. So the anecdotes will be published on the website and you'll be able to um, uh, then listen and vote for your favourites. Okay, and it'll all be done through the website like that. And then what will happen is at the end of the voting stage, I'll count up the votes and the top 10 anecdotes will make it through to round two. Okay, so that's just based on the votes that are cast. Also, my own judgment as well. Um, so I, I, I consider myself to be a judge who's be able to, you know, uh, uh, cast a vote as well, essentially. Um, seven, point number seven, in round two then, I'll publish the top 10 anecdotes in an episode of the podcast and then everyone in podcast land can listen and then vote for their favourites by, again, using a poll on the website. And that way, only 10 anecdotes are actually played on the podcast and hopefully there will be 10 pretty good ones. Um, so after then some some more voting time, uh, voting time, I will count the votes and the winner will be... Uh, I'm not sure exactly what the winner's going to get at the moment. Either the winner will be interviewed on the podcast and I'll, I'll ask more questions about the story and we'll expand on it and stuff... Or the winner will get a gift or something. I haven't really decided yet. But anyway, remember, it's not about the winning. It's all about the taking part, isn't it? In any case, the winner will will get the glory of being the LEP Anecdote Master, or Le Pam for short. That's the LEP Anecdote Master. You'll just get the glory of, be, of being that person. So basically, in brief, five-minute story, true story. Uh, send your recordings to me. And then there are several stages of voting. Test ben- ten best anecdotes, and then a winner at the end. And I'm going to give you. Uh, I'm going to try and speak my own language. I'm going to give you some advice now, okay, um, and some tips. And actually, I think I'm going to stick another rule into the list of rules here, okay. So I'm actually going to add something else. Uh, I'll tell you about that in a moment. So again, use a decent microphone, blah, blah, blah. Uh, try to be in fairly quiet surroundings. Speak closely to the microphone. It'll record your voice better. Practice your anecdote a few times, okay? Practice it a few times. You could do this with your italki teacher if you've got one or your one-to-one teacher if you like and sort of, you know, help them correct your errors and things like that and sort of like tweak the story a little bit. Uh, But practice it a few times. And I suggest, by the way, that you practice it in this way. Uh, Don't... Now, what, what most of you will do automatically is you'll go and you'll sit down and you'll write the anecdote. You'll write it all out like it's a, a letter or something like that. You'll write the thing and then you'll try and remember what you've written. Don't do that, okay? Don't do it uh, and I'm going to tell you why. And this is something that you should think about when you're doing presentations or speeches or any kind of public speaking, um, like a, you know, a presentation at university or at work or something. 
Um, avoid writing the whole thing down as a script. And in fact, I'm putting this in as a rule. Uh, don't read from a script, okay? Now, there's no way I can check that you're doing that or not, especially if you're a very good actor. But don't read from a script. Um, and I'll tell you about that in a, in, a, in a second, all right? So what I was going to say is when you're writing your anecdote, don't sit down and write it on paper. If you do read from a script, that's you're breaking a rule. Uh, but also what you should do to prepare it is tell the anecdote using your voice. Uh, speak the anecdote. Write it like that. Don't write it uh, on paper because it's it's not just about the words. It's about the delivery of the words and it's about having a certain kind of spontaneity as well. So I'm strongly encouraging you not to read from a script but to write the anecdote sort of verb uh, orally, you know, again and again. Tell the story again and again until, you know, you keep adding things and changing things and repeating it and repeating it and practice doing it that way. That way it will be an orally written uh, piece. It won't be a, 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 a piece written by hand, you know. Um, and the, the effect of that is huge. If you write it down by hand, it comes out all robotic. We write in a different way on paper to how we actually do spontaneously when we speak. And speaking spontaneously is far more engaging and interesting uh, and captivating than sort of reading from a script. Um, so that's why I'm strongly encouraging you to write it uh, by actually saying it. You could record yourself, for example, and repeat again. Um, and make it spontaneous. Don't just read from a script, okay? Um, so yes, uh, practice your anecdote before you do the final recording, but always record the first time that you tell it. In fact, record every time that you tell it, because sometimes the first time or the second time is just naturally the best. You know, sometimes the first time you tell the story is the best that it's ever been told because it's fresh as well. And once you repeat again, you start to become a bit more robotic. So check out, you know, make sure you record the first one. Keep recording new versions and try and improve on it. But in the end, you might just go with the first one if it's good enough. So make sure you record uh, the bits that you practice. Um, um, yes, don't read from a script, uh, blah, blah, blah. Better to learn to say the anecdote without reading it. Uh, it. It doesn't matter if the anecdote is not word perfect um, it, it doesn't matter, okay? Just focus on getting across the main ideas. Uh, and the, the, the most important thing is the impact of your anecdote. Now, you should think about the grammar and the vocabulary and the accuracy and the pronunciation and all that sort of thing. But also, don't forget the overall aim, which is to, you know, tell a nice little story that will get across a certain idea, okay? And if you read from a script, it might be obvious. You know, we can usually tell if, if you're reading from a script, and I've, I've seen many, many, many presentations. I've given many presentation tasks to students at university and at school. And, you know, I, time and time again, I've seen the students who either stand up with a transcript in their hands and read from it to the class, which is, first of all, against the rules. I always say that's, that they're not allowed to stand with a piece of paper. Um, and, but also what I see is people who've memorised a pre-written uh, script and they go up and it's just they just sort of reading it from memory and what happens is if they forget something the entire presentation breaks down we've all seen it people who've remembered a script they go up 
They try to remember the script. They forget one thing. The entire thing falls apart because there's no fluidity. There's no actual focus on the main ideas being being expressed. There's just a mindless uh, sort of automaton parroting what's been written down earlier on. So you need to be actually involved and present in what you're saying rather than just reading out something you've remembered, okay? Um, by the way, uh, I have the right to use or not use any recordings. I want, if you send a recording in and I just feel it's not appropriate, then obviously I have the right not to use it. Let's talk a little bit about uh, how to tell a good anecdote, all right? And here's just a reminder, very, fairly quickly, a reminder of the tips that I gave you in episode 372. So you could consider these when you record your anecdote, okay? You could you could consider these tips and try to sort of tick these boxes. Or alternatively, if you prefer, you can just completely ignore these tips. Just totally ignore them and just do it your way and be an individual. It's totally up to you. Either use the tips as a, as a blueprint or just completely throw the rules out the window. Just uh, take the rules, screw them up into a, a ball and eat them. Eat the rules for breakfast and do it your way. It's your choice. Um, and so here are some tips. First tip, again, no pressure, just enjoy yourself. Okay, no pressure, just enjoy yourself. Now, as I said, you could forget about all of the other tips to be honest. You could forget about all the other things I'm going to say and just focus on no pressure, just enjoy yourself. You know, that's the first thing, okay? That's the most important thing. You could forget about everything else and just enjoy telling us your little story. Just have a good time, okay? But also, here are some other rules which, you know, you could choose to ignore or to completely follow. It's, it's up to you. So first one, don't get stuck in the details, okay? Don't get stuck into all the little details. Just just tell us the only details we need to make us feel how it felt when you were doing it. So if there's like something that made you panic, what was the specific thing that made you panic? And just tell us about that. Don't tell us about every detail, just the bare bones, okay, uh, in order to try and convey the emotions. Because if you swamp it with too much um, detail, then you're going to lose the core of the story and so you've got to be hitting emotional notes with small details. Don't feel any pressure. Just enjoy yourself. All right. Um, so if you get stuck in the details, you can just say anyway and then move on. OK, so if at any point you get stuck in the details, just say anyway and then carry on with the story. OK, so first thing, don't get stuck in the details. Second thing, think about the feelings that you're trying to convey. Think about the sort of experience that you had and what you were feeling and which things are you trying to express? How will these things affect the way that you tell the story? For example, are you expressing fear or surprise or weirdness or luck or sadness or humor or relief or happiness? What's the main sort of thing, emotion, feeling or experience that you're trying to express? And, you know, identify that and let that feeling come out through your storytelling, okay? Uh, especially in the certain details, the events that you pick to explain. Don't just talk about your feelings. Don't describe your feelings, but show us the things that caused you to have those feelings. And that way we will probably experience it in a similar way. Okay. So remember, don't describe your feelings. Show us why you had those feelings and then we will feel them too. Okay. So think about the feelings you're trying to express and, uh, you know, don't just describe those things, show how they happened. Um, third thing, 
uh, narrative tenses. Use past tenses in the right combination. So past simple, past continuous, and past perfect. These are the ones. But, you know, also, to be honest, it's good to just keep it really simple. Um, and many people do, native speakers as well. Uh, so you can just use past simple for the entire thing, if you like. Just past simple, just all of the events in the order that they happened, one after the other, just past simple for the whole thing. For example, my brother's anecdote in episode 372 about that weird guy he met when he went to Hastings. Remember that? So the entire thing was done with past simple. There was no past continuous or past perfect, and it was perfectly um, perfectly enjoyable. In fact, I put a poll on the website for those anecdotes, and my brother's anecdote was the most popular one. So James won the anecdote, the family anecdote competition there, uh, and he kept it pretty simple. There are also ways of doing it with just present simple tense as well. Sometimes people tell anecdotes in the present simple, uh, and that has a certain effect of bringing you into the immediate events of the story. But I'd like you to try and focus on the past, okay? Um, I just think it's a better exercise for you because it's slightly more difficult to, to deal with. But again, no pressure. Just enjoy yourself. Don't feel... Don't feel worrying. Don't don't worry about using all the right tenses and things because that's just going to distract you. Okay, just think about that afterwards. First of all, get the story down in the right sort of emotional way or whatever you know the dramatic sense. And then once you've done that, then you can just fix little bits of tense work. But don't spend all of your time trying to get the grammar absolutely perfect because you'll think about it too much. And to a large extent, these things are informed by our sort of uh, instinct about the nuances of grammar. So focus on just getting across the right feelings in your story and then fix the, the grammar afterwards, okay? Or just keep it simple, past simple tense all the way through. Um, you should sort of have a beginning and an ending of the story. So you need to introduce your story with a little sentence. For example, this is a story about how blah, 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 you know, or, or uh, try to set the context of the story by saying something like, this happened when I was blah, blah, blah. Like this happened when I was at university or this happened when I was working in a restaurant or something. Um, and, uh, or this is a story about how I blah, 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 something, you know. Uh, also, we might say th things like, you know, when blah, 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 blah. You know, when you're, you know, sometimes you, you kind of remind people of a shared sort of thing that they've had in their life. And then you talk about an experience that you had like that. You know, when you're, you know, when you're fresh out of university and you don't know what to do with yourself and, you know, you're trying to find a job, but you don't know what to do and you're having an identity crisis, you know that, you know, you can sometimes introduce the context like that as well. And it also encourages the person listening to feel like they're part of that they understand where you're coming from. So have a little introductory sentence. And then at the end, give your story an ending. For example, you can just say, and, and this is really simple, you can just say, and that's what happened. Um, it doesn't have to have like a conclusion, like a life learning conclusion, sort of, you know, epiphany at the end. Don't worry about that. But you do need to show us when the anecdote's finished. And that's a common problem I've seen again in presentations, particularly presentations by students, is that they do their presentation and then there's no ending. And it's just, they just stand there and then we're like, oh, are we, should we, are we, are we clapping now? Is that, you know, uh, so you should at the end of your, for example, university presentation, you should say something like, uh, and that's the end of my presentation or, and thank you for listening. You know, something to signal that it's the end. Similarly, here, you should do something to signal that, that it's, it's the end, unless it's really obvious. So, you know, you might say something like, and that's what happened, or even, and that's it, or, and that's why 
you know, and that's why, and then include some sort of thing you learned or thing that you always or never do after this, you know, and that's why I never swim, you know, that's why I never swim naked in the Indian Ocean. <laughs> you know, I don't know what that story would be. Um, um, or, you know, or, you know, include a little lesson that you learned at the end. Um, so yeah, finally, if possible, try to explain what the story means to you or what you learned from it as well. Okay, so that's it in terms of rules and tips and things. Now it's over to you. And uh, as I said earlier, even though I've given you advice on how to make a good anecdote, the first thing to remember is that you shouldn't feel any pressure and that you should just enjoy yourself. Okay, no pressure, just enjoy yourself. Uh, Make sure that you achieve that first before you worry about any of the other things. So no pressure, just enjoy yourself. I can't wait to hear your stories. Now, I know what you might be thinking at this point. I know what some of you may be thinking. You might be thinking, I'd quite like to take part in this. I'd I'd like to do this. I've got an anecdote. I think I can think of an anecdote. Yes, I've got an anecdote I could tell. I think I'm going to take part in this. I'm going to send a story to Luke. Oh, no, I'm not. No, I won't. Actually, I'm too shy. I'm too nervous. I can't be bothered. And uh, I don't know how to use past perfect. So, uh, no, I'm not. I'm just going to sit in the shadows like a ninja again and just watch other ninjas having a really good time. Um, you might be thinking that. Um, well, first of all, if you're thinking, if you're thinking that you're going to take part, and you're thinking, oh, actually, I think I've got, an, I've got an anecdote. I think that's it. I could tell that story. If you're thinking that, and then you're thinking, ah, oh, yes, I'm going to do. It. Okay, I'm going to do it. Simple. I'm going to do it. No drama. Just beep, 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 beep. What's that? That's your mobile phone opening, and then you like, then you record your anecdote, and you practice, and then you send it to me. If you're thinking that, then great, okay? But please do make sure that you do it, okay? Don't procrastinate too much. Don't put it off. Don't think to yourself, oh, I'll do it later. Oh, fine. Yeah, I'm definitely going to do it. I'll do it later. Don't be one of those people. Do it now, okay? Do do something now. Do something now. Like, think of your story now. You could even pause the podcast now and just even just think about it in your mind about how that time that you did or that time that that thing happened or when you met that person or when you felt like that and there was this thing and that there was the danger and the oh oh pause the podcast just think about telling the story right now this is you thinking about telling the story thinking about telling the story pausing the podcast pause pause okay well done you pause the podcast you're back here good so you've been through an anecdote in your head well done um practice it and then send it to me. I'm dying to hear from you, okay? You've got nothing to lose and you've got everything to gain, okay? You, you might get through to the, the, the final round uh, and, you know, if you've got a good story, people are going to listen to it. Again, your story doesn't have to be the best in the world. Uh, we're just having an anecdote party and everyone has to bring some anecdote cake or the party won't work. So I'm inviting you. So bring some cake. It's the least you could do. Just bring some cake to my party, for goodness sake. Um, so think of it like this, all right? Your anecdote will be one of a number of stories from my listeners, and the overall effect will be so cool that it doesn't matter if each story on its own is not individually amazing. It doesn't have to be amazing. We just have to get enough cake to have a party. So if you're even considering sending me something, let me encourage you to definitely do it, and do it sooner rather than later. Good. And remember, no pressure, just enjoy yourself. Okay. Right. Now, uh, inspiration. Here are some questions to give you some inspiration, all right? Now, could you think of something relating to one of these points in any of these questions? 
I'm going to play some music while I read out the questions to you. And um, what's that music going to sound like? That music is going to sound like this. Okay. So here are some que- here are some sort of ideas. Think of something relating to one of these points. Okay. So it could be an embarrassing thing that happened to you. Oh, embarrassing. It could be a misunderstanding. Oh, he thought this. I thought this. She thought that. It was a misunderstanding. <laughs> you don't have to tell it like that. Uh, it could be a weird person you met, like a like my brother met in Hastings. It could be a weird person. Maybe you've met a famous person. Tell us about that if you've ever met a famous person. Tell us about something that you found, something you just came across or found, which you still have. You could tell us about how you met your best friend or your girlfriend or your boyfriend or your husband or your wife or how you met your dog or how you met your cat or how you met your pet shark or whatever it is that you've got. You could tell us about an accident that you had. Have you ever had an accident? Um, Maybe you could tell us about that. Tell us about a scar that you've got. Everyone's got a scar story, haven't they? Everyone's got a scar story. If you've got a good scar story, tell us about that. For example, I've got a scar story, which I think I've never told on the podcast, and that's when I was playing cricket in the garden with my dad. I loved cricket, and I loved my dad, right? And uh, and on that day, on that fateful day, my love for both cricket and my father both both died. Okay, this is a huge exaggeration, but I'm just having fun with the uh, idea of the scar story. So I'll fill you in on what happened. I was outside in the garden playing cricket with my dad. I've already established that I loved them both dearly. Um, my dad, I, I was wearing wicket keepers gloves. These are green padded gloves. My father had the cricket ball. Now, if you don't know anything about cricket, one thing you should know, the cricket ball is very hard. It's very hard and heavy. And if it if it hits you in the head, it can seriously hurt you. It can really injure you. So that's why cricket players wear big pads, helmets, pads on their legs and everything. Okay, because the, the ball is really dangerous. So I was out in the garden with my dad and playing cricket. He was throwing the ball to me. I was catching them in these padded gloves, throwing the, throwing the ball back. What happened was my dad threw the ball, an f- extra long throw. It flew through the air. I held up my gloves the ball passed through the gloves. The gloves failed me. By the way, these were my dad's gloves. So two failures in one day. I'm just exaggerating. Anyway, the ball passed through the fingers. To be honest, it was my fault. It was my... I'm trying to blame other things like my gloves or the parenting skills of my father. It was my fault. I didn't catch the ball properly. Anyway, the ball flew through the fingers and whacked me on the head and it split open my right uh, eyebrow. Pam! Eyebrow was split. Blood everywhere. Blood all over my all over the my shirt. Uh, blood. Very symbolically, my blood was all over my dad's gloves. And my dad rushed over to me. He was like, "Luke, Luke," and I was like, uh, "I was like Vader. I mean, father, father." And he said, "Let me take you to hospital." And he took me to hospital. And that's why I don't love cricket but I do obviously I love my father and I love cricket too I'm just joking it's just just a stupid story about how uh, I cut my head and I now have a scar there um, and I've got a story as well so there you go that's my scar story so you could tell us a scar story you could tell us uh, a time that you got into trouble Um, have you ever been in trouble with teachers parents the police maybe Um, maybe you could tell us a dramatic story about the time you thought you were going to die oh 
Um, for example, you might be rock climbing and you fell and you thought you were going to fall off the cliff, but you didn't. Something like that. You could tell us that. Um, you could tell us about the time you won something. Have you ever won something in a, like a competition or something? Um, you could tell us about something that happened to you while you were traveling. Have you got any traveling stories out there? Maybe you do. Um, what else? Uh, an animal-related experience. So I mentioned dogs and cats earlier, but maybe you've got some other animal-related experience. Have you ever had a close encounter with an animal of any kind? What happened? Tell us about it. You could tell us something funny that happened in your family. Uh, yeah, everyone's got family stories. Maybe you can tell us about something stupid that happened in your family. Uh, something that maybe something that always happens to you regularly. Something that's constantly happening to you, not just once, but something that's happened again and again. Um, you could tell us about a misunderstanding that happened to you um, relating to language or culture. Since you're all learning English, maybe you've got some stories about how you had a misunderstanding when you were talking to someone, and it was hilarious. Um, you could tell us about something that happened to you at work, something that happened in an English lesson, something that happened as a result of listening to Luke's English podcast. You could tell us something that happened to you while you, while you were listening to Luke's English podcast, perhaps. Maybe you could tell us about the worst or weirdest date you've ever had. We've all had dodgy dates where we've met up with someone. Maybe it was a blind date. Tell us about the weird date that you had. Um, or you could tell us about a difficult job interview. Uh, we've all been through that as well, haven't we? Those dodgy job interviews where you realise that you're not going to get the job and it all becomes very awkward and embarrassing. Or just anything else that you can think of. And remember, no pressure, just enjoy yourself. Okay, so... Send your anecdotes, and that's five minutes maximum, to podcastcomp at gmail.com or just leave me a voicemail on my website uh, using that tab on the right-hand side. And I can't wait to hear your stupid, terrible, brilliant, funny, boring, confusing and fascinating and wonderful s stories. Okay, I can't wait to hear them in all shapes and sizes. Whatever kind of stories you've got, I can't wait to hear them. Uh, and uh, I'll do another episode later on where I'll, explain, I'll, I'll announce that I've posted all the stuff on the website. So I'll let you know when it's all available for you to listen to. So I just can't wait to hear your stories. Remember, the closing date is the 5th of October. That's Teacher's Day in the UK. And please feel no pressure. Just relax and enjoy yourself. Have you got the idea yet? I think you've got the spirit of this now. Right, so I'm very much looking forward to hearing from you. Let's have an anecdote party. Now... I say now a lot on the podcast. Have you noticed? I've got to break that habit. It's become a habit where I go now. So I've got to stop saying now. Now, okay, now every time I say it, you're going to notice it, aren't you? And me too. It's going to become really obvious. And also, you know, when you say a word too many times and it stops meaning anything anymore, it'll become like that, won't it? Now, 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 now. Now, what a weird word. Just now, it's just a noise, isn't it? It's not even a word. Now, how did that become a word? Now, it's not even a, it's just a noise. You know, when you say a word lots of times and it just doesn't mean anything anymore, that's happened now, hasn't it? Now, with this word. Anyway, I, I had to try not to say that word uh, all the time anymore. Um, so, before we go, all right, before we end this episode, there's a little bit of time at the end. Um, and since we're talking about anecdotes, I thought that we could listen to a few little anecdotes that I found online. Okay, these are just little things that I found on YouTube. 
Um, you've heard me tell anecdotes and stuff. I'm looking forward to hearing yours. Uh, you've heard anecdotes from my family, but also here are a few other little anecdotes from the internet. And I thought that they'd be fun to listen to. And also they might give you some ideas or just basically kind of give you more exposure to anecdotes. And, you know, that's going to help you. So the first one we're going to listen to is an anecdote by Louis C.K., who uh, you must know by now because I've mentioned him on the podcast a few times. He's an American stand-up comedian. He's probably the biggest name in stand-up comedy in the in the USA and probably in the world in English. Louis C.K., huge. He, he came to Paris recently. I was in Thailand on holiday, but he came and he performed a show in Paris. Uh, Paul went to, see, um, went to see him, I think. So I'm looking forward to hearing about that. But we're now going to listen to Louis C.K. on a TV show. This is him on Conan. Um, talking about how he had to save uh, his dog's life, okay? And the title of the story is Punching a Dog in the Face to Save Its Life. Now, essentially, this is a story about how Louis' dog ate some chocolate. Um, and I don't know if you know this, but if, a, if dogs eat dark chocolate, it can kill them. I'm not sure how. I think it's because of poison or something, or there's a lack of enzyme in the dog's stomach so the dog can't deal with the chocolate or an ingredient in the chocolate is poisonous to dogs and anyway if they if dogs eat chocolate they they die okay um wow so this is a story about how um louis uh, louis's dog ate some chocolate he and uh louis had to rush to the pharmacy to get some hydrogen peroxide which is a chemical in order to make the dog drink it okay um because it's quite, it, you know, he had to try and make the dog drink hydrogen peroxide to make the dog vomit so that all the chocolate would come out. It's the only way to save a dog that's eaten chocolate, apparently, is to try and make it drink hydrogen peroxide and then wait for it to throw up. But it's quite difficult to make a dog eat hydrogen peroxide in order to make it vomit all the chocolate out of its belly because the dog doesn't know what you're doing. You're just trying to force it to drink this stuff and it's like, what, what are you doing? So in the end... Louis had to kind of wrestle with the dog and force it to drink the chemical. And you'll hear him tell the story about that. And I love the way Louis tells this story, particularly the way he gives a voice to the dog. So the dog has a voice and he's kind of explaining the emotional feelings and thoughts and motivations of the dog. And also this highlights the irony of just having to attack the dog in order to save it. And, you know, it's kind of a sad story as well. There's an emotional element to it, which is like the sense that the dog was like really disturbed by what Louis was doing. And, the, you know, it's a, 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 the, the great pity is that the dog isn't quite intelligent enough to understand. And that's the kind of the, the point there is that it's a gap in intelligence. The emotional content's there, but the intelligence level between the man and, and the dog is, you know, it's too big. So it's really interesting. And don't worry, your anecdote doesn't have to be as good as this. Louis C.K. is a professional, but I think we can learn about storytelling from Louis. So here is Louis C.K. on Conan talking about how he had to punch his dog in the face in order to save its life. So first, Louis is talking about child uh, bringing up children. He says that gets easier, but having a dog doesn't get easier. And this is why. Here we go. How is uh, fatherhood going for you? Enjoying fatherhood? I do enjoy it. Um, it's difficult. Um, it gets easier, though. It's one of those things that gets easier. Um, I had a dog once, and that doesn't get easier. It doesn't. It's harder having a dog, because children develop, and dogs just stay dumb. And they never figure it out. And when you're... I don't know if you ever had a dog that's had a medical problem, but you can't get their cooperation. 
when you, they, you need to help them. Because mm-hmm. you can't say to them, you, you know, you have this problem, you see. Yeah. I had this dog, when I took my dog to the vet the first time, uh, she was, a, I don't know, a year old when I adopted her. And the vet told me, don't let your dog eat dark chocolate. I don't know if you know this, but... I've it, heard this, that yeah. it's, dark chocolate is supposed to be poison to dogs. It kills them. And vets won't explain it further, either. It's like, why does it kill them? Oh, just, they die. Like, they won't tell you why. <laughs> like, what do I do if my dog eats dark chocolate? Watch her die or leave the room. <laughs> so... <laughs> but the, the vet did tell me there's one thing you can do, which is give your dog hydrogen peroxide. And that foams up in the dog's belly, and then they throw it up with the chocolate. That's what you should know to do that. But uh, you got to do it quickly before they ingest the chocolate. All right, so I come home, like, uh, six months later, sure enough, my dog had dark chocolate. I had friends who had stayed over, and they didn't know. They left dark chocolate in low places. Right. <laughs> Which is very uh, popular. Here's a good place for this. Yes. <laughs> I could put it on this high shelf, <laughs> but I think oh, not. They put it way down. I may be crawling on the floor later. That's right. I might not need a snack. So what? So you so come my home dog, and, and had your dog eaten it? Eaten a whole big bar of oh dark Polish chocolate. The Polish part doesn't matter, but I like saying Polish chocolate. <laughs> and, uh, and my dog had chocolate on her face, and, and I went, oh, my God! And she looked at me like, I was home for an hour alone. What are you going to, you know, come on. And I was like, you're going to die! And she's looking at me like, I don't understand English, but I get that you're upset. And... Uh, <laughs> And so I'm thinking, i got to get hydrogen peroxide into this dog, but I don't have any. So I've got to go to the pharmacy, and she needs to come with me because there's no time. Right. I'm in New York City, and I take my dog, I put the leash on her. She's like, excited, we're going for a walk. And I'm running, and she's like, this is great for you. You never exercise. And she's just enjoying it. And then we get to the pharmacy, and she's waiting for me when I come out, and I've got a bottle of hydrogen peroxide that I have to make her drink. Yeah. Like, take yourself through that. How do you make a dog like you just hear, drink this? You know? So I kind of pour a little in her snout, and she goes, like that. And so I kind of grab her, and I pour a little more. She, she goes, I think I was pretty clear that I didn't like that. Like, she looks at me like, she's trying to figure out what's going on here. And so I get my whole body around her. This dog was 70 pounds. She was like an alligator. Yeah, and if yeah. she didn't want to drink something, she's just thrashing. I'm like, drink it! And at one point, I have her on the end of the leash, and she's looking at me all wet on the face. And she gives me this look like, I don't know what happened to you. But our thing is over. I'm not into you anymore. I'm a dog. And she starts going, she became completely vicious. She's trying to bite me, and I'm trying to save her life. Yeah. So I'm literally, I'm punching her in the face and splashing this stuff. I'm holding her lip open. I'm going, kicking her in the stomach. And people, I look, and there's hundreds of people on the sidewalk just horrified. Yeah, yeah. There's cars stopped, and they're honking at me. Just leave her alone. She's going to die. I'm like, it was a nightmare. And finally, I got enough in, up her nose and whatever. Right, right. And she was like, dude, uh, just, huh. And then she, just like a pump, just, and just brown yeah, foam. yeah, yeah brown like she's like another dog is coming out of her <laughs> and she made it but she never liked me after that she hated me because from her point of view i just went nuts you went nuts i lost my For no mind. reason we have to take a commercial break more with louis ck in just a second so go around yeah we have to take a commercial break um oh such a great story i love that story because you know all the things i said before but also there's that misunderstanding as well that everyone around all these strangers think that he's assaulting a dog but you know he's trying to save its life 
Um, fantastic story. So that's uh, Louis C.K. punching a dog in the face to save its life. Um, now we're going to hear um, uh, a story from a guy called Carlo Rota. Uh, and this one is a great little story, but it's also interesting to hear how Carlo tells it. He's Carlo uh, Rota is an Italian-Canadian actor born in England. Okay, um, and it's interesting to hear how Carlo uses present tenses when he's telling this story. He doesn't use any past tenses. He uses present tenses to make his story more engaging. And we do this sometimes, although I think that in this competition, you should learn how to use all the, all the right past tenses before you break the rules and use present tenses to tell a story, okay? Um, so interesting to hear how he, used pre- how he uses present tenses. Um, and uh, this is Carlo Rota's story about how he met Freddie Mercury. Now, uh, you know Freddie Mercury, right? Freddie Mercury from Queen... Uh, he was the lead singer of the British rock group Queen, huge star in music, an absolute legend. Um, I should do a podcast episode about Freddie Mercury and Queen at some point because they are uh, just fascinating, just like all of those groups from that era. Just amazing stories, amazing people, amazing talent. Anyway, this is Carlo Rota and how he met uh, Freddie Mercury. Here we go. So there I am in London. I'm 19 years old, tanned, slim of hip. Just come back from uh, an extended time in the Bahamas where my father was working and where I was kind of mucking around being a bit of a wastrel. My dad said, go back to England, go to university. I did. I got a job in a restaurant, or rather a nightclub, a place called Legends. It's not there anymore. However, who was a regular customer but Freddie Mercury, as well as other celebs? I'm not a very good waiter, I have to say, at the time. I'd never done it before. I kind of lied to get into the job. Major Lee comes up to me, been there a week. At the end of the shift, he says, aren't you a lucky boy? I said, why? He goes, well, Freddie wants to invite you to a party. And I said, Freddie? He goes, Freddie Mercury. I said, oh, okay. Okay. He said, here's the address. I got in the cab after the shift, went to this lovely house in South Ken. Guy opens the door and I said, hello, I'm here for a party. And he goes, yeah, Freddie's downstairs. And I went, okay. So I go downstairs. Freddie Mercury's sitting on an opulent couch. Gold, platinum records on the wall. Bottle of champagne in an ice bucket. Two glasses. <laughs> Take a little bit of champagne. I sit on the edge of the couch. He's talking. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. And at some point I went, Mr. Mercury, I've got to tell you something. He goes, what? I said, I'm not gay. He said, you're not? I said, no. He said, do you want to go home? I said, I think I should. I said, okay, bye. Next day I go to work, fired. <laughs> they let me go. Because I didn't put out. <laughs> That's my favorite story. Uh, greatest story of all time. I'm Carla Rota. All right, so oh, kind of a, a weird little run-in with a celebrity. Did you, get, did you get what happened? That he was working at a restaurant. Freddie Mercury uh, invited him to a party. He went along to the party, but it was, in fact, it was just Freddie. So he sat down and talked to Freddie for a bit, and it was all a bit weird, but it was Freddie Mercury. And then at some point he said to him, um, Freddie, I should, probably should just tell you something. Uh, I'm not gay. And Freddie was like, what, you're not? And he was like, no, I'm, I'm really not. And he said, do you want to go home? And he was like, yeah, okay, I'll go home. And he went home. The next day, he got fired. He got fired because he didn't 
put out to Freddie Mercury. Uh, I don't know if anyone else has ever been fired in a way like that. That's pretty extraordinary. You never know. You never know, I suppose. Um, So that's Carlo Rota's story. And then finally, we're going to hear a third one. And this is a red chair story from the Graham Norton show um, uh, about a happy donkey. Now, the uh, the Graham Norton show is a very popular entertainment chat show on the BBC presented by a comedian called Graham Norton. And one of the features on the show is the red chair. What happens is that any member of the audience who has a good anecdote or good story is invited to sit in the chair and tell their story, okay? Uh, So you have these really great sort of authentic anecdotes. The one that we're going to hear is by a guy called Mohammed who went on holiday as a child with his mum and they saw a donkey who was, let's say, feeling quite happy, okay? And um, so you hear this story. And other guests on the show when this happened were Ricky Gervais and Johnny Depp. So you might hear them making comments and laughing in the background. But let's now hear uh, the red story about the, the, the red chair story about the happy donkey by Mohammed. Well, when I was seven years old, I went on a holiday with my mother to Egypt. And um, during my time there, I saw a donkey that was fully erect. Do you mean do you mean he was standing up? <laughs> so what's the tell us your best story? I saw a donkey with an erection. Okay, so so you were shocked, Mohammed. I was shocked, so I put my mother and I was like, Mum, Mum, what's this thing hanging out? And then she said, It's a spare leg. And then after that, I was like, what's it for? And then she replied, when donkeys are happy, they have five legs. And when they're sad, they only have four. (laughs) So a week after, I went back to school and my teacher asked us to to draw a picture of anything recent. two pictures of a donkey. One was happy and the other one was sad. <laughs> we love your story, Mohammed. You can go. Well done, sir. Uh, all right. Uh, I can't help cracking up when uh, I hear that story. Um, so there you go. That's some inspiration and some entertainment. Um, now get thinking about your anecdotes, get practicing, get recording, uh, and then send them to me. You know how to do it. You've got all the rules. You've been given all the advice. Uh, I've given you inspiration. You've got until uh, UK National Teachers Day, the 5th of October. Get your anecdotes into Luke's English Podcast now, and let's have an anecdote party. Yay! That's it then. Speak to you soon. Bye, 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 bye. Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar, and pronunciation teaching from me, and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.